Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, guys. Welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Hot Rod! What's happening, dude? Man, I tell you what's happening. We got the studio. It's packed. What are you charging a mission or something to get here? It's yeah. crazy. We, of course, we always got Richard Hoskins, Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst slash numbers guru. What's happening in Topeka, Kansas? I love it. <laughs> Finally, he's brought in his horizons. And then you've got you brought a little guest in. You brought one of your little friends in, right? I did. I did. Uh, Chris, say hello, hello to everybody. What up, guys? I am Robert's little friend. You're right. <laughs> I love how he brought that in. Yeah. That's his little friend. That's his little Have friend. Have you told your mom yet? <laughs> oh. Uh, sorry, so sorry Mrs. Pettit. That's bad. Actually, she's not a Pettit. Reynolds. Mrs. Reynolds? Yeah. Like Bert? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. That is so cool. That is, and, and you know what? At, at one point in time, my mom did have like a 78 Trans Am that was a banded re- edition. Do you realize the lies I would tell if my last name was Reynolds? Bert Reynolds <laughs> would be my strange well, father. <laughs> my name's not Reynolds. Hers is. But she, you know what I'm saying, yeah, though. If my mom's last name would be like, yeah, Bert was, you know. He's an uncle. Is she wanted by the law? <laughs> Probably at this point. Is there there's a nickname no frog? No, no, not that I know of, anyhow. I'm just saying. At, you know, at this point, she is probably one of the law in several counties. I mean, she's crazy. I'm telling I you. I get it honest. Mom, mom, sounds, mom sounds like she likes to party. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> so I'll tell you what, we got a lot to cover on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. And you know what? What's up? I love making money with cars. <laughs> I do. I just I'm, like making money. I'm just down. I'm just, but I, think, I'm, I think all of us in but, this room are in agreement. But everybody, with everybody's got their niche thing they're good at. You know, I mean, you know, like you're you're a good artist and you're good at rapping and all that. And like I'm, good. I'm very good at getting pulled over a lot by the cops. That's that's about it. Yeah, well, no, you're a good artist. You're good. How about them? I'm telling. I'm like speaking of good at selling cars and stuff. How about those rabbit used car T-shirts? <laughs> Oh, shameless plug. I'm telling you, you love it, don't you? It's my show, my problem. Okay, we're going to do that. Our show. You know what I'm saying. You're they say terrible. My name, they terrible. say my name first. Eat a booger. <laughs> anyway, but, and Robert designed them, and they look good. I'm just saying. I was giving you a compliment. Oh, okay. Thank you. I'll take it. Your butt. <laughs> Your butt. Your butt. But. But, speaking of butts. But everybody's got the thing he's good at. So Robert found a list on Motor Junkie. Yeah, I did. It's talking about the 14 upcoming collector cars. Some of these are have already came up. Yeah, but. well, but you know what I'm saying? They're talking about cars that are on the rise that you can buy reasonable. So, and Richard. Not Rob- as reasonable as three or four years ago. Most of these cars have already taken off like crazy. Well, and some of them, I think the bubble's already burst. Well, this is the thing you got to think about. You know, by the time you report it, it is over. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's, it's already happened. It's like Bitcoin. It's exactly. Yeah, I missed that. I think I just, I think I lost everything I invested in that, which really? is. This sum of about thirty dollars, but you know, that's cool. You know how much money I lost in Bitcoin? Not a not, not a, a not a coin. Not a coin. 
But you know, there's a lot of a lot of ways to make money in in collector cars and the new collector cars. We've talked about it a lot, but this list is neat, so I kind of want to go through that a lot. Yeah, I think that's going. I'll go through that this week. I think that's going to be kind of fun because some of these I really think you know is a no brainer, and some of them are so vague. Some of them are absolutely no brainer. Some of them are cars you forget about unless you're Richard and <laughs> like like odd turbocharged vehicles. That's different. Um, the E30 BMWs, I'll never get that, but a whole bunch of people surely do, so I'm not going to argue with it. That's like the station wagon thing, you know? Easy, Why? easy. <laughs> Why do easy. people like those? Easy. Station wagons aren't worth anything. I'm telling you. That hurt. It's like, it's like <laughs> that, that hurt. But you know, this is the and turbo actually, Z cars are worthless too, but that's just something. <laughs> hey, listen, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you, Richard Richard's very straight laced guy. He had a vein just pop up in the center of his head, and I'm sitting in between you two. I'm not really liking the whole wagon comment. Though. I want to tell you something. Y'all can y'all can fight it out. You can fornicate it out. I'm sorry. You can do it outside. You don't need Volvo to wagons are pretty collectible. Ouch! I mean, you just Volvo keep stabbing wagons. deeper, and I'll tell you what. You don't have a real Z car. Nissan made those. Mm. Oh. Can you say the full words of SOB on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can. I don't uh, think. That is, I'm telling Yeah. I, I feel like I'm in the middle of a gang fight right now. It's like, yeah. Chris, what's up, man? You're just hanging out. Can I go over with you? You know, I mean, I'm really, I'm scared right now. Scared hey, for my life. Chris is laying toward that wagon thing. I, I kind of like it. Well, yeah. he's, he's got like a baby wagon. It looks like your wagon pooped his car out. <laughs> Hey, you can't hate the hatchbacks, man. You can't hate the hatchbacks. It's like mini wagon. It's kind of like minivan, but mini wagon. It's a mini wagon. Anyhow, do you want to get to this uh, mini list here? This is mini list. Sure. Let's get. Let's kick off the first car. How about the first one being a Mazda RX-7? You know, in a lot of ways, I see the hot rod guys getting this, and then, of course, you know... <laughs> you see a lot of these with small blocks under yeah, the Yeah, well, a lot of LS motors and a lot of small block Chevrolet has been done for years. But the rotary engine is actually a very impressive engine. The uh, the 1.1 or 1.3 liter that came in these? 1.1 with a four-barrel. Yes. I mean, well, the thing you got to think about about a rotary engine was the horsepower they made for the displacement they actually were. 102 to 135 horsepower. The 135 was fuel-injected. That was the first of the 1.3 liters. That would have been an 84 and 85 GSL SE. That's, that's why, uh, I like that's why we keep him around right Richard there. Richard knows what's up. Richard's like, thank you. <laughs> See, I know nothing about the Mazda well, RX-7. Well, I, I, I do know one thing. Remember when they came out, was 93 when they came out with a new body style of those, the real round, sexy one they made. 93 was the one that gets all the performance accolades, deservedly so. Uh, it had 254, uh, 255 horsepower. Um, it weighed like 2,600 pounds. They made an R1 edition that was essentially a race car, and uh, they were they were just amazing performers. Um, not the most reliable creatures on earth, but uh, they well, were I'll super you, cool when I, they ran. I can tell you a really quick story about one. I was in Spartanburg, mm-hmm. cruising around. There's your first mistake. First mistake. Cruising around in my 94 GT Mustang that was not stocked <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. And I seen this little black RX-7 with a fart pipe on the back roll up. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I can handle this. I got this. Guess what? You didn't have I that. I didn't. You I didn't did. have that. I didn't have I had nothing for him. <laughs> not off the line, not on top end, not in the middle. It wasn't even really close. I'll be honest with you, I kinda of backed out of it like I'm just cruising anyway. Leave me alone. <laughs> Sometimes it's the best route to take. Yeah, I'm just like, suck. See, I did that the other day and I can't tell where or anything like that, but with a new uh and I should have known. 
uh, new Z06 Corvette in the wagon. Yeah, oh. there, there was like at no point. In, what were you thinking? Well, I was just wanting to test waters with the wagon, but at no point during that time, from start to finish, just because you was, think you can box, don't need you step in the ring with Ali, okay? Well, and that's what I did. But at no point during that time was the wagon ever once making a gain on that Corvette. Not ever once. Well, when he slowed down, I started to catch up. Well, to him. there's a shocker. <laughs> Zora Arcus Duntoff was like, <laughs> he just snickered. Yeah, buy a supercharger and I'll I'll uh, make him change his heart. Would you like cut the body off of it? Why not? Drop three thousand pounds off of it, and maybe it will do something. Why not? That sounds like a great idea to me. You've got a cruise ship with ALS in it, and you want to drag race a Corvette. Yeah, why not? There's small towns that weigh less than that damn car does. Yeah, it'll be all right though. All right, so let's move on to our next. No, it's not. It'll never be all right. <laughs> let's move on. You to drove it. that thing onto the truck scales. It said one at a time, okay? <laughs> See, that's just messed up. It's really not as heavy of a car as you think it is. It's actually... 14 tons is heavy no matter which way you twist it. No, the car weighs at 4,300 pounds. It's actually lighter than a new Camaro is. No, it isn't. Yeah, it is. It's lighter than a new V8 Challenger, but Camaros, the new Camaros are actually, even with a V8, are about 3,800 pounds. Why does he know that? All right, fine. The fifth gen. Fine. It's a little lighter than the fifth gen. Maybe. Maybe. Actually. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. We have to go to a commercial break very soon. I'm going to hop on Google and Google weights of Camaros. I, I'd be also, I'm putting my money on Richard. I, you know what? As bad as I hate to, I probably am too. <laughs> But we need to cut the commercial. Why Google this? All right, guys, stay tuned. We got a lot more hot rods and happy hour coming right at you. Right here on 1063 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to hot rods and happy hour. Hot rod. What's happening, dude? Richard. What's happening, Baltimore, Maryland? <laughs> In the house. <laughs> What's happening, Chris? Just chilling and listening to you guys joking around. I'm telling you. Now, we're talking about this list of <laughs> 14... Notice, co- notice how we said we were joking around and you yeah. know, not doing our job. Exactly. Well, you know, it's because we make it look easy. That's uh, why. Yeah, that's right. So, we're talking about Motor Junkie's list of the 14 cars to buy that are going up in value. Yeah, I think I think this one, uh, the ship has already sailed on this one. Well, it's kind of a no-brainer. They're talking about the Cobra SVT Mustang. Yeah, your 03, 04 Termies. Well, well, those the well, two thousand three was the only year for the Terminator, correct? Two thousand three, two thousand three, and two thousand four. Two, so it was two years for Terminators. Mm-hmm. All right, but so I mean, like those are a given. But how about you know ninety four Cobra? Those are great cars, and they're potential bargains right now. Um, if how you about fi- like your four cam Cobras? If you can find one that hasn't been built to 700 horsepower and just had the living hell beat out of it, then uh, yeah, Good I mean, luck. they've already got value. Well, I mean, and then you got the Mustang guys. Will be classics. I mean, you got the Mustang guys. Oh, yeah, man, this thing ain't never been dogged. <laughs> That's not true. I really <sighs> think that kids are going to think that five liter Mustangs all came with Flowmasters. <laughs> Just like they're going to think, like, you know, every car had a LS in it. You know, I mean, like, I worry about the youth. <clears throat> I do too. I would love to have, like, a 93 Fox body, especially a Cobra. I would like to get one that's been beaten down and bring it back. Like, I would like to restore one to a well, million percent fact. I'm not so you, Cobras you, really, you really just want to waste that much money? Yeah. 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 Well, I'm going to tell you something. You got a 93 Cobra, you know, you you that's pretty big money car cuz they didn't make very many of those at all. 5,349. 
and he didn't have his phone in his hand, kids. This is this is why we love Richard. That's yeah. why we call him the professor because he knows these things. <laughs> but I mean, how about like your your cheaper covers, your ninety fours, ninety fives, ninety six seven eight covers, your four cams. How about a ninety six Mystic Cobra? Ninety six Mystic Cobra, especially if you can find a stock one, is always going to be a collector. Um, God forbid you have to paint it, but uh, they they just are their special cars. But may, for, may, may I suggest wrapping it because you can do it <laughs> in that color too. Can you make me a Mystic? Yes, actually, they offer that. Well, and I mean, you know, back in the day, the big thing with the Mystic Cobras was actually was the dye was the same pigment they used in a hundred dollar bill or something like that. Right. That's why it was one year only. Uh, in two thousand four, they came back with Mysticrome, but it was completely different, and that's exactly the reason the dye that they used in Mystic was used in currency that's insane now did everybody watch that video about the mystochrome paint jobs and how they're done and what happens if you have to repaint your mustang there is a guy from ford that will come hand deliver the paint watch you as you paint the car and then take the remaining paint back i don't think it's that big of a secret or anything there is a video floating around talking about it i've heard about that and i'm sure it's very affordable (laughs) <laughs> it sounds like it. You know, what do you do? I'm the Mr. Chrome guy. May I, may I recommend that they have a wrap color that is really close? You know, I hope he wears a Mr. Chrome suit. <laughs> well, but I mean, be like one of them Steve Harvey suits. Three See, vests and 13 buttons. Let's See, I, I, don't why, I don't know why everybody's giving Steve Harvey a hard time. because Why would you not want to give Steve Harvey a hard time? Well, I love Steve Harvey, and he's got a show on this station, but... Um, no, I, it's not on this station. No, it's not on this station. It's on a sister station. Exactly. Forgive me. But anyhow, he's got a show you know, with this company. I, I think the suits are amazing. I wouldn't be waiting on an email or anything from Steve. No, I'm not waiting on an email from Steve. But <laughs> I, I, don't I, think think he's a, I don't think he's a listener. I, th- I think his suits are amazing. I really do. I don't know why everybody's got a problem with them. I mean, they're all right. They're all right. They're all right. You got to be able to pull it off. Yeah, I mean. I can't do it. His suits are fine if you're going to a funeral for a porn star. <laughs> Might be able to pull off one well, vest on I, a special I, occasion. I tell you what, here's another way to pick up a porn star's next car on this list. How about a Porsche 944? You know what? I've got a soft spot for these cars. I love the little slant nose Porsches, things like that. I like these cars. Um, they, Front engine Porsches to me are sexy. I think the value is starting to climb back up in them really quick, but there was a time and a place where you could buy one of these cars for a song. And you still can buy them fairly cheap, but usually they're ragged out. Yeah. That's actually um, back to my young childhood. That's one of my favorite cars in the history of the world. I think they're beautiful. Um, in 1987, I was eight years old, and my dad's friend Kevin bought one and brought it over and took me for a ride. And we, honest to God, we almost got into a wreck with a Porsche 356 while he was taking me for a ride. And that's, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. Where, when was the last time you saw a 356? A real one. Yeah, yeah. It was pulling on Kmart on Wadehampton Boulevard, and he pulled straight the heck out in front of us, and we almost hit it. But uh, just since that day... When's the last time you seen a Kmart? How about that? <laughs> yeah, the, that's the, a blue light special. The last known existence of one I knew of was in Rock Hill. That's insane. But but the 944s and even like your 928s, those cars, those, 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 the front engine Porsches, of course, the 928 was the first year for a front engine Porsche, correct? 
Yeah. Um, oh, the they, first front engine Porsche is not for well, sure. Well, kind of. These cars kicked off in 83, but... Um, well, the 924 uh, was introduced in 76, and that was really the first front-engine Porsche, but in 77, the 928 came out, so right. they were going to... A, the 928 was actually supposed to replace the 911, but it's kind of like the Probe was supposed to replace the Mustang, all the purists just freaked, freaked out. And, and, and good uh, thing they did. Yeah, yeah. We've uh, seen how good the Probe did. It turned out pretty good for Porsche. Well, but you got to think about it. A lot of people say these are the cars that actually saved Porsche was these cars because i mean like the 911 stuff and i understand that's a super desirable super you know even exotic i would say car now but that's just not i don't know i'm not big on the rear engine porsches well actually the fun fact the boxer is what saved porsche uh, well later on yeah, we're talking later early on. 80s well yeah but uh or late 70s rather so, so anyway, so you're talking about the 944s. The 944, yeah. It was actually pretty impressive for mid-80s. The 2.5-liter packed a mean punch with 170 horsepower. That was actually impressive back then. That was in Europe, actually. Uh, the American ones had 147 horsepower. Okay, it was impressive this, in Europe. This, this guy this guy right here? <laughs> it was impressive in Europe. It, it wasn't impressive here. Well, you got to keep in mind for the weight That's of the car. That's still pretty impressive. That's for the one the horsepower car. more than my turbo four-cylander in my Daytona from yeah, but the come same on. age. Come on, we both know that ain't saying much. Uh, thanks, man. All right, that, that's for the wagon <laughs> okay. comment earlier, right? Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Yo, too. You want to take it outside? Nah, we're good, we're good. We got I'm, getting, I'm, I'm really tired of breaking this one up. <laughs> but, but another thing about these Porsches, I love these cars. And actually, I remember as a child, you know, like you have your Porsche story. Yeah. My front-engine Porsche story. My parents had a child, which was me, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> but the thing that was crazy was my parents didn't drive parent cars. My dad drove a C4 Corvette. Explains a lot. And, like, my mom always drove two-door cars. But to my knowledge, till 1998 was my mother's first four-door car. And it was a 740 ILBMW then. A V8 Beamer. But I remember going and looking at Porsches with my mom because, you know, it's a good family car. It is a great family car. <laughs> Brand new. Let's tell you what. Um... Let's cut the commercial break and then come back and let's get off this poor subject. I'm telling you. I'm tired of Porsches. Guys, we're talking about the new collectibles right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. A 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. All right. What's happening, dude? Richard. What's happening, Nebraska? <laughs> I'd, be I'd have a hard time even naming a town in Nebraska. <laughs> I tried, man. I couldn't come up with anything. I, Omaha? <laughs> yeah, there you go. How about Temecula? That's California. Yeah, I know. You made that up. No, I did not, actually. That was a real place, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, Tobacco is a real place in California. Yeah, well, you know. You know. I was, like, don't forget them. And then we got Chris. We got Chris hi, in the studio. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Hi, Chris. I'm still trying to think of another town in Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there is one. You're going to give yourself an aneurysm. I think it's just all yeah, Omaha. Just, just let it go, okay? Let it go. I think the whole state is Omaha. <laughs> oh, we're going to get so many emails on that one. All right, so moving on to our list of uh, cars that uh, are hopefully going to become worth money and hopefully you listen to us fin financially and make a lot of money. Doubtful, but... Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm a big believer in uh, money and cars. How about a, uh, coming up next on the list, a Triumph TR6 or for... I'll make the stand for any Triumph. Uh, I want to say any Triumph. TR6, that's a cool car. That to me, it's one of the last cool. of the cool, cool Triumphs. I'll agree to that. 
It is the last of the cool triumphs. Uh, after that came the TR7, which other than TR8, it had a factory V8. That was pretty cool, but it had a 3.5 Rover V8. But uh, TR6s are cool. Um, I wouldn't want to restore one, but now's a good time to buy one that's already been restored. Uh, the value Very are, expensive cars, too, to, to restore. The value on them right now are sitting at a rate around $15,000, which is a good price to get in at one of these cars. Fifteen will buy you a darn good one. Yeah. I mean, you get one with the wire wheels and all that stuff. That's a good-looking car. I mean, it's a classy-looking car. I think it's a nice piece to have sitting in the collection. I really do. I, you know, I, and I know I'm a bigger guy, but I've always had a thing for smaller cars. And, and Every big guy likes little cars. I, I don't know what it's, it is. That's the thing. I don't know what it is. My, I love those things, though. It's funny. My buddy, <laughs> it's funny. It's like a clown car thing. It's a comical thing. Well, this is the thing with it. Every See, I'm going to have my surgery, and I'm going to be a little bitty Rob, and gonna, I, I won't even like him anymore. Exactly. I'm like, screw you, them trials. You'll buy you a sedan, and they'll be done with it. <laughs> but, but this is the thing. Well, you already drive a station wagon. But anyway, if you get any bigger, you're going to have CDLs. So... <laughs> But this is the thing, you know, the thing with that is is big guys like little cars. A good friend of mine back in the day, and I haven't seen him, he moved to Charleston here recently, but his name is David Large. And David Large was a pretty good size he, old boy. He was destined. He used to come to the auctions with me when I was buying cars. And you could, you know, we're sitting here walking down the aisles of cars, just rows of cars. And he'd walk past all these Lincolns and minivans and all this crap I'm buying. And he'd go straight to that crappy 300ZX sitting there every time and try to shoehorn his big ass in it. Well, that's what you do. I mean, I, I've had. Uh, I mean, I had to get butter out one time. I had the 240SX and I've had 280ZX. So, I mean, I know the feeling. That's that we, guy in a little ex- car. Exactly. Exactly. You just, like, run and dive in and hope for the best. Hope you land in a good spot. Watch that shifter. (laughs) Watch the shifter. Hope you land in a good spot. Now, getting out, you just fall on the ground and then pick yourself back up. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. I don't know. So, the Triumph, though, I think is a great collectible car. Those, Those are neat. And it's that whole ritzy thing. To me, it looks like money. Well, the older they get, the more valuable they even look. I mean, you get... But it's got that classic look. It's got those lines to it. And it's got Lucas Electronics. Yeah, so that means you need good insurance on it. So once you fix that, they're actually pretty decent cars. It's got got Star Wars technology in it? I I don't... Yeah, not... The only Lucas I can associate with. You're not real familiar with English cars, are you? Not at all. I I like them. I know um, nothing about them. The drivetrain, actually, from the TR6, they used them in the TVRs in the 70s as well, um, late 60s to late 70s. Um, a TVR, which is another English sports car uh, that right now doesn't import cars to the United States, was actually a TR6 under the skin. Man. But, I mean, but, but, Lucas, but the Lucas wiring, to touch base on that, this stuff was absolutely horrible. I mean, they were problematic at best. They were problematic when they were new. Yeah. I mean, these these things were wiring nightmares. Chris, you work on European cars. Do you ever mess with any of this? Uh, nothing that complex. Honestly, the hardest thing to do is uh, dealing with just mid Well, it's not that it's complex. Everything. It's just crappy. <laughs> it's just bad. Yeah. It's like bailing wire with tape on it. That's like all suspension in most European cars, though. Well, I mean, we you too. go anywhere under the wheels, you're you're looking for a nightmare at that point. Well, and, and see, everybody's got their thing. You know, like Richard has a thing for four cylinder turbo cars that are not reliable, <laughs> or or worth anything. My Cadillac is reliable and it still has value. Okay, <laughs> that being said, take that out of the equation and all the rest of them. But 
I, I have a strange European car fascination too. I think For a very does. known unreliable car. I love Jags. I love Jaguars. And I know they are. I know they're crappy. Chris, how do you properly say that? Jaguar. Jaguar. Jaguar is the way I always hear it every day. Could you pull around my Jaguar? I love I love Jaguars. XJ6s, XJ, or XK8s, I love those cars. Love them. Von and Plaus, all that stuff. I love them. But are they the, probably the worst cars ever made? Yes. But they're just sexy. They're a good-looking car. Kind of got the lines. They share lines with the Triumph. I mean, they're just cool little cars. They are very pretty. Um, I remember I used to be a member of a Miata forum, and somebody was buying an 85 XJS that was in another state. And he was like, how reliable is this car going to be? And he was going to drive it home. And I said, it's not going to make it home. <laughs> You're not going to do it. Do you have, tri- do you have AAA? <laughs> but, but, but they do have a good mod for fixing the unreliability, actually, uh, actually, unreliability Jag, of a Jaguar. Jag Specialties in California can fix you right up. They make a sweet kit to, to cram any LS you want in. Your XJ or XK Jag. You still got to rewire the damn thing there. Yeah, hey, but, that, but that GM LS is work off they six actually, wires. It's but, a beautiful but, thing. But the thing that's cool about it is they actually make a harness that all your Jag gauges work. The J shifter, the whole shoot. They have a six speed <laughs> conversion. You know they ain't gonna work. They're they're old Jag wiring stuff. They ain't gonna well, work. these aren't that old. We're talking about ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand, two. Oh four, I think was the newest one they do. But still, that's. You talk about a sleeper from way back with the LS in it, riding around your mama's Jag. That's a sexy car that, like, that for once is reliable. Yeah, I, I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, it's like, it's like Jaguar sexy, but reliable, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> How about we move on to the next car on the list? Uh, let's stay European. How about a Volkswagen Golf or a Rabbit GTI MK1? Cars do absolutely nothing for me. Well, Nothing. I mean, I mean, it's a European Chevette, is all it is. <laughs> it, it does look. It does look like. It looks like Austin Powers Chevette. Was it the Dodge Colt that has the one that looks like that too? The Omni. The Omni. I can appreciate the Mark One GTI. I think they're cool. I would never buy one because um, you can get an '83 Shelby Charger for a lot less, and that's so much cooler. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're taking off. Uh, like, really, a lot of these cars that we're talking about, this is like the end of buying them pretty cheap. Yeah. Oh yeah, like they're going up rapidly, and the Mark One GTI is definitely one of those cars. Well, especially you know you're talking about, and there's a lot of cars there like this. They're different here than they are over in Europe, and, and like this one here in America is a 90 horsepower 1.6 liter, but in European uh, or over in Europe it was 115 horsepower. So I mean, I think if you find a European model with 115 horsepower, I think you'll have a more valuable car here You're in the States. You're going to be paying a lot more for it, though, probably. Oh, absolutely. To but, get a Euro-spec car. Well, I mean, it's just like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a B-body. It'll be right-hand drive, too, wouldn't it? Um, not probably not in most European countries, but uh, you're paying for the trip over here, even if it's already here. Yeah. You're, you're going to be paying more for it. Well, I, I'm seeing right here, most of them are going for around the $10,000 mark. 10000 for a rabbit? 10000 for a rabbit. That hurts, doesn't it? It's not just any rabbit, and they really are. They're they're important cars. I mean, it's a cab- and there's a reason why people pay ten thousand dollars. I had a Cabriolet drop top. You probably but, paid for five hundred bucks for it. I paid like twenty two hundred bucks for it. It was cherry. Yeah, it's probably faster than GTI. That's but, the bad part. But you know, like with the European models, like uh, when it comes to B bodies, like I like so much in Europe, the headlights are one piece and they're glass. 
Well, here in the States, that's a $2,000 set of headlights. But over in Europe, it just came in the cars. For an American car. Yeah. What's up with that? I mean, it's, it's insane. So, I mean, the, the difference, you know, there's a lot of difference bouncing back and forth. And I think a European edition of something will make it worth way more money in the long run. I tell well. you something that will never make a difference. I don't care if you got a Euro spec rabbit. I don't care if you got a rabbit that's made in Mexico. You're never going to talk me into it. Ever. Never? Never. I, if, you know what? You, I can get that with a rabbit. Me, if you told me that car right there that's in front of you on the screen, when you cranked it up, it spit $100 bills out the back, you know what I would tell you? Mm-mm. Nope. I don't Can't know. And, and there's one kicking around Greenville. There's a little white one. The guy's got roll cage in and all that's a diesel-powered one, actually. Um, the little rabbit truck is the only exception to the rule to me that I kind of lukewarm like. There's a mint green Mark One GTI in Traveler's Rest that is a race car. Like, it's got a roll cage and everything. Uh, uh, I see it all the time at work. So this dude's riding around Traveler's Rest with a roll cage in his Volkswagen. Yes. What's the world coming to? Uh, another commercial break. Oh, killing me. <laughs> Guys, we're talking about affordable classics right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. On 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Hot Rod! What's happening, dude? <laughs> you know what's happening. What's up? I think these people on this list, the boys out in Colorado made this list. Or California, Oregon. Yeah, they're doing I think. I think they're, I think they're playing around with the devil's lettuce because these kids missed the mark on this one. I'm just going to throw are that you, out there, Are you going to introduce the other two people? I'm getting there. All right. Don't, all right. You're not the boss of me, okay? <laughs> Calm down. All right. Calm yourself. I'll email Mark. That's right. Yeah, I don't care. I don't either. <laughs> so I wasn't looking for a job when I found this one, you know? <laughs> All right, guys. Let me bring in Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst, numbers guru, the professor himself, Mr. Richard Hoskins. What's happening, Cobb County, Georgia? That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. I used to date a girl there. And they might can tune in. They might not catch that on a podcast. They might can actually they, catch that one. You might catch that one on a clear Sunday night. You might get that one. Yeah. And then we got Chris in the studio from Power Shift. Chris, say hi to everybody. Well, what's up, guys? And gals. And gals. Yeah, they're, and gals. I'm almost certain there might be a female listener or two. It's, it's, Odd Rod's mom listens. Yeah. Man, but, they're freaking better be. <laughs> both our moms listen, so there's at least two. Yeah. yeah we All did. of the above. We What's did, up? We didn't take this gig for the chicks, that's for sure. <laughs> I did, but. I also did. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I all, thought that's why I was here, too. It's <laughs> the only reason I'm, I've been here this whole time. They lie to you. I'm yeah. just telling you. Darn. So anyway, <laughs> next up on the list, Todd Rod. Next up on the list is one I think we're all going to just stand here and argue against Motor Junkie for even putting this one remotely close to the list. And and, and the number it just says classic American pickup trucks. Dead wrong. You've missed the mark. Well, and the picture is what makes it even worse. They have actually have a picture of a 1969 Chevrolet shortbed pickup truck. That's a very nice looking truck. Well, let me tell you, that's probably easily a high twenty thirty thousand dollar truck. Easily. easily the picture they're showing. This truck, the mark, yeah, fifteen years ago, that was a that that was a that was a good now, buy. I'm gonna say you're almost getting ready to miss the mark on buying a cheap and good condition OBS truck, and that's your '88 through '98s. I really believe on the Chevrolets now, and then I mean, you talk about classic American trucks. Yeah, you might could pick up some odd Dodges. Yeah, some odd or Dodges or international or, truck or something odd like that. But I'm talking about Chevrolet Ford. I mean, the Fords have went insane. Yeah, once they figured out you could put a Crown Vic front end under, you know, any older Ford truck, the price of them went through the roof. Um, odd Rod, do you know the first year for the twin I beam? 
Uh, I do. Ooh. I'm going to take a wild guess, and I'm probably going to be wrong. 68. 61. That was earlier. Boom, shakalaka. I knew he would know. He's good like that. Mm-hmm. Tell you something else. How about what 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 came out? What sixty one and sixty two was a real special four truck that came out. It was the unibody? Yeah, sixty two. The beginning of the yeah. unibody. Uh, I think they yeah. had two ninety twos. Where the, know, where the body and the cab was made. Yeah, together. it's like the Dodge. The dude. bed and the cab. It's like the Dodge dude. That's Same a cool way. truck. It's a very cool truck. Uh, there's actually a guy that's got one uh, that has the funky colors to it. You can tell it's older. It's a funky one. You know what? Which one I'm talking about? It's got the maroonish purple interior in it. It's cream white. Uh, we see it. Yes. Get, Very nice truck. Got though. the uh, five. It's got a five liter fuel injector motor in it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's I got a Crown Vic nose under. It. Yeah, a very nice truck though. It's very nice. Very uh, nice. They're good looking trucks. A good buddy of mine back in the day, he had one with a four sixty in it. Yeah, I was, and a Lincoln Town Car front end. Absolutely great trucks. Um, and and I think the styling on those got even better when they went back to a two piece truck. Well, <laughs> the unibody trucks they're they're pretty, but they're, they're gorgeous. They're, they're, they're well, they're problematic. They actually. are problematic because if you ever like Use kill it. the bed, guess what? You just killed the whole truck versus changing the bed. Not only that, but I mean, if you ever use it as a truck, you can't flex one of them things like a no, no, no it's truck. a little different, you know. There, but but styling wise, it's a sexy truck. But anyway, like I said, those trucks have got out of the price range of that. We're talking about cheap classic American trucks. I mean, and how about how about square body C tens? You're 70, what, 73 through 80. They're coming 80. up, but I think you can still catch them and make a profit. The ADC um, think you can step in on. I think you're, the early 80s. I think you're sitting at a place where, yeah, you're right. You can make a profit on these trucks. I think that profit margin is slimming down a lot. Um, but then you look at your OBS trucks, man. A the clean, OBS trucks are the next up. You're clean. Forfeit four SSs. Well, they're already through the roof. They're 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 running. they're climbing. Really, the only thing that's left is the late '80s, early '90s, like two wheel drive, regular cab, short bed Dodges. You can still pick out pretty cheap, and yeah. you still get nice ones that are old man trucks. I tell you, and that was a good looking truck. I love like the '93 back. Just I would love square. a red one slammed to the ground with a hot 360. Oh, I'm telling you, it is good. you know, and that is a truck that you could probably still get on the cheaper side. The Dodges, the, those year style. That's what '71 to. 1993, pretty much. It yeah, they ran for a long time. I think it was 73 time. to 93, yeah. I think, but I could be wrong. Um, I know that the new, the Ram, big truck-looking trucks came out in 94. Yep. Um, I think that old body style came out in 73, but I could definitely be wrong about yeah. that. It's either 71 or 73. It was a long run. Yeah. For, and, I mean, basically, they changed the grill and the steering wheel. And like wheels yeah, a couple little interior components. And then, I mean, we, of course, fuel injected and creature comforts and things like that. But the truck pretty much shape wise stayed the same. It did. Uh, um, yeah, it didn't change a lot. If I'm not mistaken, that was actually one of the longest production runs on any body style ever. Uh, it was a long time. I mean, you got to think that's, that's a long time for. I mean, and they changed, but it was gradual change. It's oh, kind of like. It was ever so subtle. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you can take the hood from a 71 and bolt it on a 93. But they were very much similar. In you probably appearance. make it work. I mean, it's close. You, you could probably make it work. If you're Chip Foose, you could make it work. You know. <laughs> but but the thing that was cool, you know, about those Dodge trucks is is you just, one you don't see them. Yeah. But I mean, but that to me, that's the only trucks you're buying. But see, what, and, what would be and the, not to get off track? We're talking about square bodies and buying them. This is I've got to make a special announcement. Oh. This is a Hot Rods and Happy Hour special announcement. Oh, okay. If you own hmm. a square body, early 80s, C10 truck, mm -hmm. 
They made a lot of shore wheelbase 6.2 liter diesel ones. Leave them alone. If I get one more person <laughs> that posts an ad on Craigslist or Sunday Swaparama or any other Facebook marketplace and tells me about that ultra rare <laughs> 6.2 liter and their short bed C10 and they want 10 grand for it and you put a set of 15 inch wheels on it, like 15 inch Craigers on it, and you're trying to sell it for 10 grand because it's ultra rare. First of all, it's ultra crap. Secondly, they put them in everything, especially military-grade vehicles, and there was a lot of military-grade vehicles back then. How much would it cost to pull that boat anchor out and put a 350 in it? More than it's worth. Yeah. More than it's worth. But, I mean, of course it would be kind of cool to have a gas engine with glow plug light. Well, let's see. Okay, all right. Cool story. So, my dad's truck, the truck I actually learned to drive in, was a 1980 Chevy Silverado short bed, and it was a 6.2 diesel truck. Or, no, I'm sorry. It was a Oldsmobile 350 diesel truck, and somewhere in its life, someone pulled the Oldsmobile 350 diesel motor out and put a gas-powered Oldsmobile 350 in it. So, it had a full Olds drivetrain underneath it, which was pretty cool in and of itself. Um, but, yeah, it still had the glow plug light every time you turned it on. Yeah, I mean, it's just... I don't know. I mean, and I, dual batteries for your gas power truck too. Yeah, well, that, yeah, dual batteries. have dual tanks. Yeah, dual tanks, too, yeah. which was even crazier on a short bed truck. But the thing that blows my mind with these trucks is, is these people think they're all ultra rare now, or they're all you know. Cut. These are not the ones to have. They are ultra rare now because they're crap. Exactly. It still <laughs> runs. Oh man, the six two was horrible. That was absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was a terrible motor. It was a gutless wonder from way back. Well, it, it's like the you know all the diesel motors with the 350 Oldsmobile. They literally took a 350 gas powered motor and changed the heads intake and you know a couple little different variances and made it a diesel motor. You're begging. I, you're I, begging I even, for I don't disaster. Even get close to that right there. I don't even know. I don't even want to know. No, you're begging for disaster. I've on that. seen one of those in my life. Like the you know like the 350 diesels. Like it was it was in Oldsmobile, I believe. Yeah, I've seen like one. Those were dark times in automotive history. Those Horrible. Are, those dark were dark times. times at GM. I'm telling you. Those, those are like the times that Ralph Nader warned us about. All, all, all the good <laughs> ideas. You know, like, like the guy that came up with a 350 diesel engine is probably the same guy that came out with yard darts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, five-pound sharp objects that you throw up in the air. That's a good idea. Kids will love them. That's a great idea. I'll tell you what's another great idea. Let's take a long commercial break, shall we? All right, guys. I'll tell you what. Stay tuned. We're talking... Hot Rods to Buy, right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. On 106.3 WORD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 